You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. We are still in quarantine this time. Uh, it's me, but I have returning guests, my good friend John Cummings. John, how are you doing? Dealing with all the quarantine shit going on? Uh, doing all right, you know. Taking it day by day, dealing it, dealing with it, taking the necessary precautions. You're one of those essential workers. That's right. I am. I, according to my job, I am essential. Well, hope you're staying safe out there, and you're doing every precautionary measure that you can. You get home safely every day. You do your thing every day. Yep, gloves and ma- gloves and masks at work. Anytime I go out in public, gloves and mask. Okay. I haven't been outside of my house in a few weeks. But anyway, we're here to talk about some uh, something that's um, to put us all in a better mood. While I still have some free time, I definitely want to try and get some more content out there. Uh, Sean's pretty busy this week, but uh, definitely going to put this out and have another one later out this week. Just kind of cover everything that's going on. But today... Uh, it was covered in the last episode Sean and I did that the revival of Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder were finally released from their contracts. One thing that we did not finally. that we did not know at the time of recording that podcast is that apparently they do not have a 90-day compete clause. Um, I did read that too. I don't know how well that's going to work out for them considering, you know, they got released in a pandemic, but yeah. re- but regardless, um I guess AEW could do something cool if that's where they want to end up. We don't know where they're going to end up yet, but we'll speculate that in a second. So today, I've made a list of the top 10 Revival Dream matches. And these are some tag teams scattered a little route throughout the, the world of pro wrestling. There's obviously no WWE tag teams. I almost put an NXT tag team on here, but I remembered, you know, Undisputed Era. They already had a match with them, which was absolutely incredible. Oh, so, great. We're just going to get right into this list. At number 10, we have the Briscoe Brothers, Mark and Jay, over in Ring of Honor. Mark and Jay Briscoe are a staple of Ring of Honor, just like guys like Jay Lethal. Uh, You could throw Marty Skrull in there as well. Um, But guys who have been with the company for pretty much since the beginning. um, I've seen the Briscoes wrestle live a bunch of times for Ring of Honor shows, and they are absolutely incredible i think a mix of their styles uh, mark mark and jay are very much of um kind of like in your face very working very stiff um just badass dudes and the revival i guess they can kind of fit that similar similar type of um of i don't want to say gimmick but um you know uh more of when people think of the revival, you think of like you know the brain busters, you think of Arn and Tully, um, yeah. Whereas Mark and Jay, more or less on the lines of guys like, um, I think of like ECW guys, you know, I think of I think of uh, Sabu and San- Sandman, Sandman, Taz, Taz, Cactus Jack, Mikey Whipwreck, yeah. I think of guys like that with uh, like the Briscoes, like the Briscoes would have fit easily. In the ECW days, if they were wrestling around that time, if they were around that time. Definitely, definitely, they just got that appearance of, you know, we're just gonna go out there and put on a good match and hurt people at the same time. But 
Yeah, I, I, I the first Ring of Honor show I went to was Final Battle 2017, and it was the Briscoes versus Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray, and those guys just kicked the crap out of each other. It was fun, a lot of fun. Um, what a what a great match to see right there, you know? Yeah, it was two fun. Ring of Honor guys against ECW originals, and it was in the Hammerstein Ballroom too, so that was a lot of Whoa. fun. Um, they also had, uh, uh, <laughs> I think the Briscoes had kendo sticks and then Dreamer and Bully Ray had lightsabers. Cause I think, uh, the new star Wars movie at the time had come out. I think it was last, ah. I think last Jedi had just come out. So they were, so everyone popped for the lightsabers everyone goes, <laughs> and then the crowd started chanting, use the force, use the force. Um, but anyway, um, I think ring of honor out of all the places for, uh, the revival to end up is very unlikely. Um, and I'll say this now that the Briscoes are the only Ring of Honor team I have on this list. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can throw Villain Enterprises as, a, as an honorable mention, but to me, I see too much of singles stuff between, with, with Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon. And as good as Brody, Brody King and, uh, and PCO are, I don't know. I just feel like um, there is something. There, there's been something lacking with Ring of Honor. I think they've been doing great. Was trying to get back into being a prominent company in wrestling again, uh, with Marty Scurll now as the head booker. But it's they're still going to take some time to get out of the the hole that they kind of dug themselves into. You know, kinda, yeah, kind of throwing all their all their eggs into the Bullet Club slash Elite basket. But um, yeah. But if this match could happen, like maybe if it's just a one-off, I would love to see this. Yeah, between the revival and the Briscoes, that'd that'd be a great match. Be a great, be great for like uh, anywhere falls type of hardcore match. I just feel like the revival have that that toughness of them that they could that they they could handle themselves in a match with the Briscoes, who are known for those kind of matches. Yeah, we don't typically get to see the revival in any kind of like hardcore matches, and I think that would be good to get them a little bit outside of their comfort zone. Right, because Dash and Dawson are 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 phenomenal tag team wrestlers, and I think they could adapt to just about any kind of style, any tag team. They've made a lot of tag teams over the years look so great. I was listening to yeah. uh, apparently Enzo Amore now has a podcast, and I was listening. Yeah, to, I heard about that. You heard about the little clip he was talking about when when him and Cass faced uh, the revival in London uh, for the UK oh. takeover. No, I didn't hear that, but I, I did hear oh. that he was coming out with his own podcast. Yeah, he put something up on his Instagram page, just a quick video, and he was just talking about how, just putting them over and how how great of workers they are and how great they made them look, uh, and that they were just absolutely fun to work with. And the, and just two of the he says he says two of the best wrestlers in the world and two of the best tag uh, one of the best tag teams in the world today. Um, maybe we could we possibly could see this we could possibly see this if 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 they decide to do like a little stint in ring of honor for a bit and be like you know what we're gonna come here kind of test the waters and maybe have a little program with uh i could see them doing a similar thing with uh another team we did on uh i have on this list we'll get to them in a little while but the um, the briscoes had a a uh program with these guys trading the tag team titles and you could do a similar thing like that you know yeah I think the tag team titles are currently on um, Jay Lethal and damn, I can't remember the other guy's name. He's re- I haven't watched <clears throat> haven't watched much Ring of Honor to know. No, me neither. But he, all I can remember is that this guy had a great match against Zack Saber Junior. Final battle when I went to in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Okay, but moving on. 
This one is going to be a little bit surprising, and it's lower on the list because it can't exactly happen just yet. And at number nine, I have Broken, Matt Hardy, and Brother Nero. Ooh, that does seem like that does that could happen in the near future. It could. Um, I'm not exactly sure how far Jeff Hardy's contract is going to be, uh, how how much longer he has on his contract. I know they might have extended some time, considering he was out for an injury and then he was uh, he was de- dealing with legal troubles. Right. Excuse me. Um, but. And we don't know if Jeff Hardy would want to go to AEW once his WB contract is up. He could very well be like, ah, you know, um, I think I'm going to resign. Or, you know, I think I'm just done with wrestling. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine, though. I know Matt Hardy, we all know he was creatively stifled in <clears throat> WWE. He still feels like he had a yeah. lot to offer. And I think Sean and I may have talked about it a little while ago about how you know, you could still kind of get the broken, the broken universe in AEW. Because I, I want to see Rebby, I want to see Senior Benjamin, I want to see Brother Nero, I want, I want to see King Maxwell, I want to see everybody back from the broken universe in AEW. Don't forget, don't forget about Wolfie and Barty now. Yeah, the the sons of Hardy, <laughs> the two, the two other little Hardy boys. We've already House seen Hardy. We already seen Vanguard One. You know, yep. it, I think it would be really cool. Just even. I think they'll eventually come back to WWE, but I think it'll be for like the Hall of Fame. I do too, because I was listening to I think Jericho's podcast shortly after Matt had debuted on AEW, and he said he was pitching ideas to like create it for WWE to bring the family in. He was like, "I don't know how much pull I have here. I mean, I'm Matt Hardy, but like I'd like to keep this thing going of like involving my family and keeping them going in." Yeah, Matt, Matt has talked about a lot of stuff that he pitched, and they just didn't do anything like. Like, they pitched stuff for when he was teaming with Bray Wyatt to do similar vignettes with him and Bray Wyatt around the house where he was, you know, finding himself and he was doing chores because he was with part of the family now. And you see, at one point right, you yeah. see, like, Maxwell bossing him around or something. And I'm like, that, yeah, that, that. Would, that would have been some really cool, funny stuff. But now that Matt's in AEW, you know, he's this new form of Broken Matt Hardy. He's Damascus. That's his new, uh, yeah. his new essence. His new vessel. His new vessel. Um, he is uh, doing new things with the broken Matt Hardy character as much as he can. Um, but I would just love to see them have one last run as the broken Hardys, as the Hardys in general. Uh, yeah. And if the revival were to go to AEW, just I think that would be really great. Just obviously, everyone loves the Hardys. The Hardys are are they're my favorite tag team of all time. And oh, gotta be. And to my opinion, the greatest ever. Um, I just think like the revival just being classic heels in this match would really, really work. Uh, because I don't think we ever got to see uh, the Hardys and the revival really got to. I don't know if they were on live events or if they were even. They even got to do. Uh, they definitely didn't do any TVs, but it would have. It would would have been a great, uh, great series of matches. You know, and the amount of yeah. things that that Dawson and Wilder could learn from Matt and Jeff just as tag team wrestlers because they've been doing this for so long. Oh yeah, and to even think like WWE put put them together, and they weren't even a tag team at first. 
Yeah, Dawson Wilde. No, they weren't a tag team at first. They right when they before before they got the WWE, they weren't a tag team. They got the WWE, put them together, and everybody was just like, "Wow, these these guys work really well as a tag team." Yeah, uh, Rusev and Scott Dawson, I think, were almost a tag team, but they obviously oh, God. obviously things didn't work out because that's how I found out. Because when when they were released, Rusev gave a, a a farewell and a and a good luck, and he said like you know. Reminiscing how me and Dawson were almost tag team tag team partners, but thank God we weren't because he found the perfect partner in, in Dash. Yeah. So this again is a, one of those matches that it's something I would love to see. I think we'd all love to see, but it's oh, definitely it's definitely more on the more likely not to happen because we just don't know yet. Yeah, because one Jeff Hardy with his whole legal thing WWE right now, and besides, like you said, you don't know if he's gonna. When his contract is up, you don't know if he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'll resign," or if he's just going to be like, "Nah, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna hang him up." Yeah, or we don't. We or he could go to AEW. We just don't know yet. I have a. I would say though that he would either resign or go to AEW before he retires because I think he still has some left in the tank that just to. Yeah. Because. I I still believe that he would still want to wrestle for a bit, and with Matt being in AEW and. Jeff seeing the success they're having and everything that's going on there and the creative freedom a lot of wrestlers are getting, I yep. think he would absolutely love to go there. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to move on to number eight in the list. This is another one, again, that is a little less likely, but I just think this would be a crazy, crazy match. It is the golden lovers of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. <sighs> Ooh. That would be a very hard hitting match too this is on par with the hardys because uh obviously kenny omega being the uh being in aw won half of the tag team champions also i didn't right. i did not include hangman adam page and, and kenny omega in this list there again i'll put them as honorable mentions only because as much as i love them i love them as singles guys and they had probably maybe my favorite young bucks match ever at revolution th this past february but um, Kenny and Ibushi have had a long history as a tag team in Japan. and That they have. Again, this is a little less likely because Ibushi is in New Japan, but it's not completely ad It's not a case of it won't happen because we've seen Chris Jericho, even when he has signed AEW and he's the AEW champion, he's wrestled for New Japan. He wrestled Okada last year in Dominion. He just wrestled uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi this year at Wrestle Kingdom and he had the belt with him. So even though there isn't no there isn't an official working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW, doesn't mean that this match can't happen. Right. I can see them signing to AEW and they go after Kenny Omega and they say like Kenny you've got nobody here you've got no friends you no one's going to back you up everyone else is preoccupied like you know just I know you got the elite but you can do something storyline wise and Kenny yeah. and you could do a thing on being the elite <clears throat> and put on dynamite and be like and Kenny's on the phone with somebody he's like yeah look I know this is a long shot but I really need your help here you'll do it okay. yeah and then dynamite there's Ibushi and the and the place just goes nuts right because just the match they had, they had a match a few years ago uh, against uh, another team on this list, uh, which just blew my mind of 
because I'll be honest, I didn't know too much about the Golden Lovers when they had Neither reunited. Not. reunited. But I've seen stuff of theirs in the past. Just how fast they moved. I remember seeing like a bunch of highlights. I think they were they may have been facing uh I think it was uh Prince Devitt and his tag partner at the time. I can't remember who it is. Oh, when he when uh Devitt was was what, the jun- junior heavyweight championship? Yeah. Going after the junior heavyweight? Something like that. Or he was I know his name starts with a T or something like that, but I, I, it's like right there. I can't think of it, but I know who you're talking about. Okay, like the one he turned on when he turned heel in Bullet Club form. Right, and he yeah, got yeah, yeah. To be his heater. Yeah, so there was a highlight of match. Like I, I think I saw like Golden Lovers highlights, and it was that. Like you see Omega doing a moonsault from the from the top turnbuckle to Ibushi doing a suicide dive through the ropes, and they gelled so well as a tag team. They were huge in Japan. I think this match would be even better if it was in Japan. If it was in like Tokyo Dome or yeah. something. But I oh, think, yeah. but I think the AEW audience is such a smart crowd, and they are such hardcore wrestling fans that they're gonna know who Kota Ibushi is, and they will latch onto him immediately. Definitely. I mean, Kota Ibushi probably being my favorite Japanese wrestler right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people here didn't know who Kota Ibushi was till he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, and everybody was like, "Oh, who's Kota Ibushi?" Looking him up, and everybody's like, "Wow, he's he's doing match, he's doing matches over in New, New Japan that nobody does." I was surprised, not surprised, but I was um, was kind of hoping that NXT would get him, but then again, yeah. but then again, I don't know if they use him well. I mean, Nakamura was used well in NXT, but I don't know if Ibushi would be used well in because look at Nakamura now. I mean. Unfortunately, he's going not being to not being not being very utilized. No, he's not used properly. But I just think this match would be again. It would be fast paced. It would be hard hitting. The the chops, the the gold, just a golden trigger, V triggers. Every everything would be. This would be a hard hitting match. And if it was in the Tokyo Dome, Meltzer would give it like like seven stars. Seven 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 seventeen stars. <laughs> He would give it too many stars. <laughs> yeah, where everybody would just be doing what they're saying now. Like, Dave, how many how many stars can you give a match? Everything. If it's Omega or the Bucks, <laughs> I'll give them all the stars they want. <laughs> anyway, moving on to another team that is in Japan, the current IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa of G.O.D. Uh, these guys, similar to the Briscoe brothers, very hard hitting. These, are the, this is the team earlier that I mentioned that this, these were the guys who they did the program, Ring of Honor, kind of cross promotion. They had uh, a series of tag team matches where eventually the Briscoes could, eventually the Briscoes came in and uh, won the tag titles back from God. I think that you could do a similar thing where it could be a bit of um, like. Um, a trial run for New Japan, maybe. Um, right, you know, have New Japan be like, all right, these, this is our top tag team. You guys are brand new. We're going to test you out by throwing you you against our best, and then we'll we'll talk from there. I, because I can honestly see, I mean, I think AEW is the place where we want the revival to go, but we, like I mentioned before, Chris Jericho works in New Japan from time to time. John, right. John Moxley is still the IWGP uh, United States US champion. champion. So, there. It's not completely out of the ordinary that AEW guys can work for New Japan, and have, we haven't seen the vice versa yet. But right. I think we could see this. I think we could easily see 
uh, a great, great program between uh, G.O.D. and and the Revival. Even though they are both really work best as heels, um, I think you get a lot of great, uh, maybe to see who can out heal the other. You know. Yeah, I was I was just thinking that even though they're both heels, you could, you could still probably get a good match out of two heels. It's just who hates each other more and who's going to be willing to go that extra mile to prove it. Exactly. I would probably have to say mate just because they are like the team that's been finally released and everybody's been wanting them to get released, I would probably I could probably see GOG being more of heels in this match. Could probably yeah. see them being more of the heels, and, and Bullet Club is back to more, at least in recent memory, has been back to more of the classic foreign heels who are trying to just ruin everybody's shit, ruin everything in the right. match just so they can get by. Um, but I could see them. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much they weigh, but I know the G.O.D. are the heavyweight tag team t- champions. To me, they're the, top ta- they're the top tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um I don't know if they have the record for most IWGP tag team title wins. It's either them or maybe they might be them. Actually, I'm not sure. It's only it would only be between who them, the Bucks, and well, the Bucks three K. Well, that's the junior heavyweight tag titles. The junior heavy, oh, okay. the junior tag titles. That's the Bucks. They've held them more than anybody for the heavyweight tag titles. I think it's it may be between uh, God and maybe Gals and Anderson. I'm not sure. Hmm. It may be between those two teams. But again, this could be a similar thing. You get a trial run in there. The revival are dipping their toes into places where they might want to go. Maybe kind of just make sure those engines are. I don't know, they're not old, but engines running, whatever. But just to do some things here and there before getting into a big company like that. Because yeah. Moxley, Moxley did it when he was finally released from the company. He, um, I mean, he debuted at Double or Nothing, but he was doing indie indie dates, getting back in there. So right, he had. A, I think he had a show. Down in down in Six Flags against uh, Big Cass. Yeah, he did. About about the beginning of last spring. Yeah, he did. So I could see that um, when this whole pandemic is over, I don't know, but but I can see uh, revi- the revival in God do a little bit little some things here and there in New Japan, and then maybe go on to the next group of tag teams who are in this really big company, which I guess move on to. I have number six. I have the Rhodes brothers, Cody and Dustin. That that was one of the names that I was tossing around all day, thinking about this podcast. I'm like, who who would be good against the revival? And I was just like, love to see him get in there and mix it up with Cody and Dustin. I think the Rhodes brothers are a very underrated tag team, um, because their WWE run. I loved. I loved it. I was one of my favorite tag team matches was them against the Shield at that battleground pay per view. Um, I liked when they turned heel as Golden Stardust, um, Cody and Dustin, and they had a great match with the Bucks uh, last year at Fighter Fest in July. Um, right. I they had a, and they had a pretty good match against the Lucha Bros not too long ago on Dynamite. So I think that Cody and Dustin could be the a great, one, a very good babyface tag team to kind of start off because I could see them this being one of their first uh, feuds if they go to AEW. They could go to the roads, uh, face Cody and Dustin. They're babyface tag, but they can put them over, make them look really good, and just right. start heading up to climb the ladder. Maybe take the tag team titles at some point. Yeah, you know, like have, have the to start that whole like feud for the against the Rhodes brother. Have the revival come in attack. 
Dustin or Cody. Then the other one run, runs out and it just sets up that whole match between them to make the revival come in, look like the heels. Like, yeah, we we're here to just do what we want now. Yeah, and I love that. I think that um, I mean, even though the big age difference between the two, right? Uh, and Dustin, I think, just turned fifty-one. Like the guy still moves incredibly. Yeah, I mean, he he is another one similar to Matt Hardy that he has still has a lot to give for wrestling if you really let him go, and the guy can still go, which is incredible to see. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but hey, Dustin being in his fifties and the Undertaker being not far behind. Dustin moves a lot better than The Undertaker does. I mean, Undertaker is toward <clears throat> in his mid to late 50s, but but yeah, I mean, Dustin still moves really well and he can still work really really well. Exactly. Uh just I could see these guys having like a short little feud just to help get the kickstart on on the revival and kind of like cuz I think if they if these guys were maybe their first feud in AEW, you could kind of see them cuz Dustin and especially Cody, one of the biggest stars. Cody wanted to be one of the biggest stars in the entire company. Getting a win yeah. over these guys, you know, help them bring up in the ranks, in the AEW ranks of the tag team division. Oh, excuse me. You're all good. You're good. <coughs> but there is a plethora of tag teams in AEW. And now we've, oh, yeah. and now we've reached the top five. Number five. This, this this is this is where the nitty and gritty come in. Yeah, and these these are where the matches I want to see most from these guys. Number five is Santana and Ortiz. I'd like that one. Uh, again, could possibly be a heel versus heel type of thing, um, but again, Santana and Ortiz. I don't know what it is. Santana and Ortiz, God, and the Briscoes all have a very similar type of style when working in the ring. Um, right, a more a more of a hardcore, heavy hitting, in your face, you know, working, yeah. you know, gonna hit you hard type of thing, type of working style, and I can really see them in a again like kind of a hardcore environment with the revival with Santana and Ortiz, uh, similar to like they had a, like a I think it was them and the Bucks they had a tornado tag match uh, in Texas. Uh, yes, like a hardcore match they that. had. That was a hell of a match they had. Yes. And I love their match they had at uh, Full Gear, the opening match, like that sell from the super kick, which I believe yeah. it was uh, it was Ortiz. It's like, and just plop down. You could get some comedy in there too because the Revival are known to be a bit of comedy wrestlers. But it's a point I've talked about in this podcast before. You can be funny, but that doesn't have to be your shtick. Uh, right. That's why I can see some comedy spots here and there, but I think these these two guys can put on a hard hitting, fun match. Maybe it could be a part with a revival or baby faces at some point, and maybe they're feuding with Santana and Ortiz, and maybe Jericho gets involved, the Inner Circle gets involved, or something. Um, because Santana and Ortiz, I mean, they were killing. They were doing a lot of good stuff in Impact Wrestling too. Yeah. As as LAX, they can't call themselves LAX anymore. Obviously, Dude, copyright. Could, yeah, copyright. The group was a form was formed way before they got into Impact Wrestling. But um, I could see them having a good program with Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, which I wish they do a little more with Santana and Ortiz in the tag division, but they seem to be happy. I mean, they're in the, the biggest storyline at the moment with the Elite versus the the, the Inner Circle. 
Yeah, I mean that that storyline has been going on since they started AEW. Practically, yes. <clears throat> you never know, because uh, yeah. I can't really see the revival too much as a faction in a faction. Mostly, anyway, they're they're yeah. they're very much a tag team and just a tag team, just them. You know. Yeah, they kind of just beat to their own drum. I guess there's not much to say about Santana and Ortiz with number five. Yeah, but, no. But the next four, we can get into a lot here. Number four, I have Private Party. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. I was I was thinking of those guys, too. Besides Dustin and Cody, I was thinking Private Party because those, those are two young kids who are still... Two, still getting in, still getting into the business, and two, two guys, two guys such as Revival can come in, teach them a little bit, and show them stuff, and be like, "All right, this is how we can do it." Yeah, uh, th- these guys, I would love to see a long feud between these two teams. Like, I would love to see these, like the, I would love to see Revival as a tag champions and Private Party just chase the tag titles and get that win from them. Uh, because we've seen just how great they are. I mean, I didn't know who Private Party was until we saw those vignettes of them on being the elite, getting signed yeah. to AEW. Um, I love the the gin and juice finisher. Um, they uh, and I think Mark Quinn, uh, especially one day, can be an amazing solo star. He moves so so fluently, so fast. Uh, I think both their favorite wrestlers are are Jeff Hardy. I remember watching like a video of theirs, they uh, promo video on YouTube. They are they move a lot like the Hardys back in their heyday, um, and I think it would a very similar, very classic heel babyface. You know, very outgoing, fun. Uh, you know, it's a private party. You're on by a party vibe, whereas the revival are just straight up, just you know. We're not business. To, we're business. We're here to we're here to get paid, make our money, and we're not here to bullshit. You guys are here to have fun, and well, we're not here to have fun. We're here to do a job, and we're here to go come in, do the job, get paid, go home, and then do it again. Right. And that could be a whole mo. You know, you you got the party life, and we're the and we are the straight straight ass kickers. You step in the ring with us, you're gonna get your ass kicked, and you are not gonna come out the same way. Uh, I think we didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if we've seen too much of the Revival face tag teams like Private Party. Maybe Gargano and Ciampa are the are the closest I can think of. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of like ability and agility, I guess Private Party and DIY are kind of like the more like extra fast pace kind of guys. New Day too, actually. <clears throat> Just thought of them. Yeah, New Day. They had yeah, New they, Day too. Yeah. They had very you know very similar vibe. You know, very happy, lucky, go out there and having fun. But because um, yeah. I think Private Party, I think within the next maybe five, ten years, these guys can be considered the best tag team in the world. I think that I tr- think they truly can. They're just that good. They're in their early to mid twenties. They are, I think, one of the best tag teams in the world. And they can have a great match with anybody. My one problem with them is Isaiah Cassidy has to stop screaming like a little girl when he gets hyped up. I mean, hey, people get hyped. I, I hate his screams like that more than when Brock Lesnar would talk and go rah like in his high pitched screams. That's true. I, I would rather listen to Lesnar than Isaiah Cassidy. I'm like, dude, 
I get you're excited, but chill. I know that's one thing that kind of takes me out of that. Other than that, I think they are a phenomenal tag team. I think they're great. I don't mean to shit on that. Yeah, but it's no. just, this, if that's the one thing I, I don't like about Private Party, then I think we're fine. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you can get past it. If just the screaming is the one thing that bothers you, just be like, all right, when he's screaming, he's an idiot. But other than that, <laughs> phenomenal wrestler. No, and I not can't... to mention also, these two, if they get in a feud, it's two completely, totally different world. worlds. Private Party is all about the high spots and the flips. And the revivaler just no flips. we're gonna punch you we're gonna punch you in the mouth. No flips, just fists. Yep. Anyway, moving on to number three is a tag team that is they they are another team that are veterans that would absolutely kill it. But it's Frankie Kazarian. Christopher Daniels, a CU! Sorry, Scorpio. I want to see the addiction against the Revival. You got to get the age in there. You got to get the guys who who kind of like the Revival are that old school team. And I mean, Frankie, Frankie and Daniels have been doing it since what? 96? They've been doing it for They've a while. They've been doing it together. They've been a tag team for that long? They've been a tag team for a long, long time. Um, I don't Exactly. They, they've, been, they, they've been a tag team since the beginning days of TNA. Yeah. They are. I remember watching them in TNA here and there as a kid. I didn't watch too much TNA as a kid, but they were always a uh, a cornerstone of the tag division. There, they're very yeah. similar to Edge and Christian, where they they can make you laugh and they can be funny, but they once they step in that squared circle, yeah, they, it's all business. It's all business. They can kick your ass. But even still, as baby faces right now in AEW, I think <clears throat> that we could really get a lot of fun matches here. I like Scorpio Sky and Kazarian as a tag team. I do. I think they're great. But and I and you can throw Scorpio in there, but I want to see Daniels and Kazarian more with the revival. Right. You gotta you gotta have the addiction. Those those two, like like we like we said in the beginning, those two have years together. And I just miss seeing Daniels and Kazarian tag together. I miss it. Yeah. Um because if I, I mean Scorpio Sky is great. I think he is great. And I think he can be a really, really big player within the next few years to come in AEW. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I mean, he's already made history. He's one half of the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions, and there's never going to be another first. Right. So credit to Scorpio Sky. And I think Scorpio Sky and Kazarian could have great matches with the Revival, too. I think any combination of SCU could have a great match with uh, the Revival. Yeah, it's like, it's like the New Day. Switch in Xavier Woods, Biggie, and Kofi, and they had phenomenal matches with uh yeah, with the revival. Yeah, they did. I mean, that's that's a great thing about I think about a trio group is that you definitely can swap around the tag uh, the tag team of who you want. I know SCU has been. Uh, they have said when they won the tag titles, uh, they said that they didn't want to apply the Freebird rule because you know right. because Christopher Daniels is still an asset as a singles wrestler. You know, you can he can you can still use him to get other guys over if you want yeah. to. Um, but you can't help but be like you know you miss. CD and 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 Kaz teaming together. Yeah, I mean, I think a few months ago I was watching highlights on YouTube and I caught some TNA pay per view. It was a four way tag team, and I remember seeing them and Beer Money, seeing Bobby Roode with long hair against <laughs> Frank Xarian. And I was like, "Oh man!" Damn. And even in that, like that was a hard hitting match for them. Forgot about Beer Money. They're a good team yeah. too. Storm, Storm and <laughs> that was a good team. Yeah, I mean, I think I think also you can have a lot of fun bits with SCU and uh, the revival because 
I think you yeah. could uh, just having Kazarian just go off on them and have uh, just similar to their B- BTE bits where they would just run down a, t- uh, a town. You know, I could, yeah. I could see a lot of funny uh, bits between SCU and the Revival. Yeah, they, they could use bits like that to just pick fun at the Revival, you know. The re- worst tag team I've ever seen. And then just ramble <laughs> off whatever are, they needed to. Yeah, Scorpio, the worst tag team I've ever seen. Doesn't really roll off the tongue as I've ever been in. But <laughs> yeah. But uh, but you get the point there. I've ever, I've ever wrestled. How about that? I've, I've ever I've wrestled. Ever wrestled. <laughs> fits a, <laughs> fits a little better. That fits a little better, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that would be, they would be, I just, again, I want to see a long, uh, I see a lot of comedy in this, but I think that it can work really well with all these yeah, guys. Yeah, like the the, pro, the promos can promos could be like the comedy stuff, you know, throw a little comedy in the matches. But still, once you get in that squared circle, they're all all five of them. No matter who you put, who no matter which of the other three, the revival you do, all five of them are gonna put on a good match for you inside there. Absolutely, I think it'd be absolutely phenomenal feud. Uh, now we're getting on to number two. The Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Um, I did not include Death Triangle only because we didn't really get to see Pac uh, really team with uh, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. So I'm just going to go with what I know for now. Uh, yeah. The Lucha Brothers, you can for sure argue for them being one of the best tag teams in the world. They are great singles wrestlers on their own on their own, but they are a phenomenal tag team. Their feud with the Young Bucks is one of my favorite uh tag team feuds ever. Uh similar to Private Party, they can go all over the place. They can fly, they can hit you hard like Pentagon's you know, kicks to the back of the legs are lethal. Oh, yeah. They are lethal. I remember what the first empty arena show they did a while back, and they were facing the best friends. And the kicks to the it was I don't know if it was if it was Trent or if it was Chucky e. T, but the kicks he was hitting just were like cannons in that arena. To real uh, whoever it was, Beretta or or, or Taylor selling the leg, um, and their finisher is lethal too. Oh. The package pile driver and Phoenix just uh, stomping on the back of them, and then he either does a suicide dive or a, or a flip over the rope to get the opponents outside the ring. Um, yep. Very similar to the high flying, uh, but also in your get in your face nasty style of the revival. These teams can blend really well because opposites really do attract with each other. Yes. And, and I mean, we've seen Lucha Brothers put on the Lucha Brothers put on phenomenal tag team matches since their AEW debut, even before that on the pay-per-views that AEW had. Yeah, they are for sure one of the best tag teams in the world, arguably the best tag team in the world. Uh, they've faced just about everybody, and yeah. the we haven't really got to see the Revival do too much of, you know... Uh, Lucha face Lucha style wrestlers. I mean, we saw them face Lucha House Party, but that was that that just sucked. That was horrible. Does that does that count though? You got two guys who I don't are who were the first ever WWE Grand Slam Tag Team Champions go up against three go up against two cruiserweights. Yeah, does it really count? No, not to me, not to me. Yeah, I forget that. Yeah, they've won the NXT Tag Team Titles, the SmackDown Tag Titles, and the Raw Tag Titles. 
I don't, yep, they I don't, are the first tag team, first Grand Slam tag team. I don't think that nobody's ever done that. Nope. Hmm. And they're the only two-time NXT tag team champions. No. Well, not two-time. Um, they were the first two-time. Yeah, they were the first two-time champions. And then you got uh, Era. Yeah, the Undisputed Era. Well, now they they've held it like three or four times, I think. Yeah, I think they're on the third. Yeah, I think they just had their third one. Didn't they? Yeah. But Lucha Brothers, I think you could do a crazy ladder match. I, I could see a crazy ladder match between these guys. Definitely. I could see, um, I could see a ladder match between these guys. I could see... I could uh, see a TLC match out of, those, out of those four. I could too. A good hard-hitting TLC match for the titles, maybe? Very similar. You know, op, like I said, opposites do attract. Ray right. and Pentagon are very much of the high-flying... Lucha style wrestling and uh, the revival being more of just the terror, the territorial old ter- school hard hitting, just hard hitting guys. They are ground and pound, you know, work a body part, get to your get to your tag partner, make the tag, work the body part again to tag in and out, to in and out, and yeah. it's an art that's really, really lost in tag team wrestling these days, and that's something these guys brought back, you know, right. And that's what that's why we're all so happy that they're finally getting out of WWE where they can finally do what they're meant to do. Yeah, and money has never been an option. Uh, not an option, but never money's never been like the main thing that drives them because we Yeah, I mean, over the past year and a half, Vince has offered them what? Five five new contracts with both of them making over a million dollars each and they both of them were just like, No, we, yeah, we just wanna leave. Like, no, we, we wanna, just wanna leave. We wanna, you know, we wanna work. We wanna work. And I think there's no other team that these guys want to work more and the fans want to see more than number one, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. This is up there with the Young Bucks versus New Day, where it's like, it's one of those I hope matches. And before this, it was just, we're never going to see it. But now that part of the the WWE parted out, we can finally see one of these long-awaited Twitter rival Twitter rivalries that have been going on for three years this, between the Young Bucks and Revival. This all stemmed back into about 2017, where uh, the Revival were on fire in NXT. They're having their feud with DIY, and the Young Bucks were on fire in Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And people were kind of like, you know, they were kind of arguing, saying like, "Oh, the Young Bucks, are the best tag team in the world." The Revival, and people are like, "No, the Revival are the best tag team in the world." And it kind of started a little feud, and Cody started saying, F the Revival. Fuck the Revival. There we go. There's the one F-bomb. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. That, right, that, that's, glad, glad no, I can take it. That's, 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 that's the rule I made a while back. It's it's one F-bomb per episode. Ah, that's a good rule to have. Yeah. So, still want to go over the quota. <laughs> um, but yeah, F the Revival. Cody would say that all the time. And then they made shirts. Eventually, one episode they said FTR because I think they were in front of a hot topic. It was either Matt or Kenny who said, "Like, let's you know, there are kids here. Let's not curse." And you know, FTR. Then one day we see on Twitter, uh, the revival had said FTR and it said forever the revival. You know, um, one and we even see the print of FTR of the, being the elite print on their gear one night on Raw or SmackDown, it's like, dude. Like, and that's yeah. one th- <laughs> And it's possible that might have been the same night on Raw where they asked for their releases after that match. 
And then the following I week, think it might have been, yeah. And then the or following at least, or at least shortly after. And the following week or two they won the Raw tag titles finally. Right. But the fact of the matter is this is a few people people have been wanting to see for a long time. One day exactly. one day Matt Jackson tweeted saying, "One day we will wrestle the revival and everyone will rejoice remember this tweet." It was either Dash Wilder or Scott Dawson who tweeted, one day we will wrestle the Young Bucks and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet. So it might have been before AEW had just been announced. But it's something people have been dreaming about for a long time. And a lot of the time, for the longest time, we thought, well, I guess the only way this match will happen is if the Young Bucks go to WWE. Um, But that's not the case anymore. Because now, with how well AEW has been doing and how successful they've been, with again how we mentioned, they've given their wrestlers a lot of creative freedom. They're given uh, the tag team division is the best tag team division in all of pro wrestling. Because uh, they actually put their tag team wrestlers on TV, they show off their tag team. Wrestlers. Yeah, they, you look at so you watch SmackDown or Raw, you get what one, maybe two tag matches a night. And the thing if is, that- a lot of tag matches in WWE in the main roster, they are very much like you know two big na- two big baby faces versus two big name heels, you know. Yeah, like, like you don't you don't get actual tag teams against each other. You get all right, you and you versus you and you. Yeah, and and if and if the tag teams, even the champions, if you're a tag team, mainly the only way you're going to get some sort of storyline or program is if you're the champions or if you're the challengers chasing the titles. Right. That's the thing. So, now that the Revival have been released, and we want to see them face the Young Bucks. We were talking about other teams before. We we just mentioned before the Lucha Brothers that we want to see them have, like, uh, a ladder match. I want to see a ladder match between the Revival and the Young Bucks. A TLC match. A straight-up, just tag team matches between the Revival and the Young Bucks. Iron Man matches. I was just about to say, that's what I would love to see. You don't see many of those. I'd love to see a tag team Iron Man match. And these guys could pull it off. Give them 30. Any of these, any of these teams could. The Revival, G.O.D. against, or Revival against G.O.D., Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, Cody and Dustin. You know, the, the dream matches of the Golden Lovers and broken the Broken Hardies, Santana and Yeah, those, those two, yeah. Like, any, see, any of these ten teams we've noticed, you you could honestly do an Iron Man match with, with all of them against the Revival. I mean, obviously the Young Bucks have to be number one, but I think obviously. if and when, again, the Revival have not put pen to paper to any company yet, but you have to imagine they're going to go to AEW, and you have to imagine, we have to speculate that they want to face the Young Bucks, but I think they will make us wait until the Young Bucks are either the tag team champions or the Revival take the tag team titles off of whoever the champions may be, whether they be maybe it's SCU or if it's or if it is Omega and Page, the current tag team champions. We have to imagine that because because for me, I would want to see the Young Bucks chase the titles against the Revival, and then them win the tag titles eventually from the Revival. That's what I would want to see. Right. I would want to see that, because I think the Bucks would be a lot better as the babyface tag team who are trying to chase the titles uh, rather than um, them as the champions. Definitely. Like, like a good way to do it would to bring the Revival in, you know, have Kenny and uh, Hangman, if they're still the champions, have them be booked for, like, uh, booked for a tag team championship match against mystery or mystery opponents. The revival comes in. The revival beats them down, takes the titles. They still beat them down after the match. Then the young bucks come out. 
they run to the back, or the Revival run to the back, holding up their belts, just laughing at them. Make which it. sets up a feud between the two of them. To, that'll just that can pos- that could honestly go on for months. I would like, like I never got tired of the Usos and the New Day having their feud. I would never get tired of seeing that feud. Oh no, never, absolutely not. Just never, because you, you you'd think they'd always find something different in every match to be like, oh, okay, we did this in this match. What if we did this, but just did it like this and did it ten times better? They're always gonna reinvent, reinvent these, reinvent ourselves every single match. I mean the the amount of spots they could come up with because the Bucks are crazy and they will do anything. Like yeah. I can imagine them taking uh, a shatter machine from the top of a ladder onto a table. I right. could, I could see them, t- uh, you know, Dawson and Wilder, Wilder, you know, they could take. Double super kicks, taking uh you know, the double sharpshooters. Double sharp, you know, sh- uh, yeah the, them getting in sharpshooter. I think I think the Bucks do use sharpshooters once in a while too. Yeah, sometimes the Bucks do. Yeah, I, I know that the revival do too because they're big fans of Bret Hart and Owen Hart right. of the Hart family. Um, but yeah, the, the list can go on and on for the amount of tag teams that we want to see the revival face. You know. We talked about yeah. Sean and I talked about you know are where are they going to go are they going to go to AEW they're going to go to to New Japan they're going to go to Ring of Honor they're going to go to Impact we've said you know no disrespect to any of those companies but we feel like the the place they have to go is AEW there's no other right. place they could like like the most exposure the, the most hardcore fans who will they will appreciate their work AEW will just let them be friggin' tag team wrestlers. In, yeah. Instead of being in a comedy feud with the Usos, like I never thought that was a feud that I would actually hate. The Usos yeah, right. and the Revival. You'd, yeah, you'd expect them to put on a good feud, but the way the Mister McMahon is, you know. I know it's just it's 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 a thing. If, if Vince doesn't get it, then you don't get it. But yeah. the thing is, if you are. I've seen in AEW, there are tons of characters that Vince wouldn't get. Vince wouldn't get the whole... He wouldn't get Darby Allen. He wouldn't... Vin, Vince McMahon's worst, most hated person would be Orange Cassidy. Oh, my Vince, God. Vince, Vince would have fired him 10 minutes after hiring him. Oh, my God. Like, no, he wouldn't get Orange Cassidy. And you know what? I would love to see the, the revival in a handicap match against Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I would love to see that. Ugh. Or just the best friends have a tag match, and maybe like Beretta or Chuck can't make it. Like, let's say Chucky e. T gets taken out or something, or he's hurt and he can't do the match. So they right. so they have Orange, Orange Cassidy, Cassidy come in and team with Beretta. That would be hilarious. Oh my god! Could you just in, could you just imagine those Orange Cassidy kicks to Dawson? Him just nonchalantly picking be, his leg up and Dawson, be, Dawson just like what 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 is going what are you doing? He's like what 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 the hell? Like and then just easily just get a shattered machine on them and then he's like eh, all right whatever. Could, yeah, that's something because the possibilities are absolutely endless with where the revival can go and who they can work. And it there really, it really is. There are plenty of teams that you know that I may have not mentioned, you know, and Helico and Jack Evans. Rapungi 3K, we talked about them briefly. Omega and Page briefly. Um, you know, there are so many teams out there 
that there. What are you gonna say? I said I was gonna say there's one tag team out there that if they were to get back into the wrestling business, we've already seen it, but I'd like to see it again outside WWE. Is a uh, the revival versus what they're now calling themselves Free Agent Z. Oh, you know, Cass, and Cass and Enzo. Enzo and Cass. Even though we've seen it in NXT a couple times, I'd love to see what they could possibly do outside of the WWE creative I, world. I didn't think about that because they've had great matches too. I mean, I don't think I put them on the list only because they haven't really done too much. Right. The only time we've seen Enzo and Cass outside WWE as a tag team was the G1 Supercard match. Yeah, and they've done some indie, and then, indie shows here and there, but and then you haven't seen them since. I think they could they could bring a lot of value to AEW as well. I think so. They too. could, they could, they could. The way the way Enzo and Cass just connected with the fans, the way Enzo, honestly, just the way Enzo connects with anybody, the way Enzo is on a mic, I feel like that tag team would be great for the tag team division in AEW. And like I said, the match that they could put on with the revival outside of WWE. I think any tag team that. Any tag, any company with a tag team division that has the revival should realize, and the WWE should have, at least Vince McMahon should have, realized that these guys are incredible. They can elevate any tag team you put them in the ring with. And just for my money, they, they it's between them, the Young Bucks, and Undisputed Era. They're the three best tag teams in the world to me. No particular order because I love all three, but they're the best tag teams in the world. We've already seen Era versus The Revival. We want to see The Bucks versus The Revival. SCU, Lucha Bros. The list we just mentioned. We want to see all these guys face The Revival. Um, yeah. I guess as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, where do you think... Um, where do you think it kind of like went wrong for them? Where do you think it kind of went wrong with the point where they're just like, you know what? I don't want them in WWE anymore. Where was it for you? I would love... I want to say it was when they got called up. Because, you know, once people come from NXT to WWE, they're not what they were in NXT. So you kind of figured they were the hottest... They were the hottest thing in NXT. The greatest tag team in NXT. The greatest tag team NXT has ever had. Especially with the talent that NXT had at the time. You think of that the talent at the time, you were thinking Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, all those guys, but... Dawson and Wilder were at the top of that list of top talent in NXT. So as soon as they came up with WWE, with the main roster, not putting as much value into their tag team division as they would, as they did Braun Strowman and not letting him win anything. I just feel like as soon as the rival got called up, it was like, well, it's only a matter of time before they either finally do something good or they're just released. I guess so. I mean, their initial call up was really good. I like the initial call up in the night of after WrestleMania. For yeah, me, where thi- where things went downhill for me with the revival, it was the feud with the Usos. That's where I drew the line. I'm just like, I don't want them in WWE anymore. I want them to leave. I want them to leave. I want them to go somewhere else. Um, I, I'm pretty sure AEW was a thing at the time. I'm pretty sure it was. Just you know, it wasn't on TV every week. You know, because how can you go wrong with a feud like the Usos and the Revival? Just let them wrestle. Just, just let them be. Let the story be. Who's the better tag team? That's it. It's as simple as that. That's where I lost faith in WWE having faith in the Revival. That's where I'm like, 
the second they are able to leave, I want them to leave, and I want them to do so much better. But now, they have left, and they can go where they want to go because they have no 90-day compete clause. I found that very odd. When I saw that report that they did not have the 90-day the 90 day clause, I was like, that that's weird. Every superstar has that 90-day no, com- no competition clause. I figured because of what's going on, maybe they're being generous and they're probably not going to go to work someplace right away given the current state of the world. But yeah, right. Vince, Vince McMahon is probably in his office eating food like, ha, 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 watch, release these guys. They're not going to find work. Nobody's hiring right now. Yeah, true. I mean... For me, I would like to see them debut in AEW in an actual episode of Dynamite rather than a video package. But they could do something. Yeah. They could do something. I mean, look what they did, how they debuted Brody King. I'm sorry, Brody Lee. Look how they debuted uh, Matt Hardy. They could do something very interesting. I mean, we all knew Matt Hardy was going to go to AEW. It was just a matter of how. And the Mm -hmm. fact that they didn't have any advertisement or anything for him was just that night. It was like, boom. Hey, guys, we brought you Matt Hardy. Yeah. That That was crazy. I mean, because honestly, we were all expecting Matt Hardy to be the exalted one. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it a while ago that I thought that it should kind of just be focused on Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy would just, everyone would care about him more than the Dark Order. I really thought Brody Lee, I really think Brody Lee's a better fit because now he can elevate the Dark Order and people can care about the faction as a whole rather than just the guy who's the leader. Right. But anyway, we've seen that so far, a lot of people who have come from WWE to AEW are way more happy. They're having a much better time. I mean, we see that we see it in Brody Lee and Matt Hardy in the short period of time they've been here with John Moxley. We've yeah. seen it with, with Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I guess you can throw Cody in there too, even though he helped start the company. Chris Jericho. You, you can definitely throw Pac in there too, because Pac left. Yeah, him too. After he lost the belt to Enzo, and now look at him. Yeah, him too. All these guys are being utilized well. They feel important. They feel like a big deal. And above all, I'm sure they're happy. Yeah. And let's hope. I know. I know. John Moxley is. I've heard on multiple in multiple interviews and podcasts. He was like, I I feel great now than I ever did in WWE. And I'm happy he is. I'm happy for all these guys. And hopefully we can all be happy for the revival when that day finally comes. So I guess wrap it up here. That'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, John, thanks for coming on, man. I'm glad to hear no from you. No problem. I'm glad. Real quick, one go- short thing to add to. Sure, bud. Go ahead. This is the fourth time I've been on the show. Four-time guest. <laughs> hey, things things keep going where they are. You're, you're going to catch up with Sean. <laughs> Oh, catch it up to the co-host. <laughs> It'll take a while, but who knows? But anyway, buddy, thank, yep. thanks for coming on. I'm glad you're doing safe. No I'm glad you're doing well. Hopefully, we can. I'll have you on again because uh, we got a lot of time uh, free. I got a lot of free time on my hands. It's, you know, it's a very, it's a very interesting time in the wrestling world and just the world in general. We hope, and, you, yeah, the world in general. We hope everyone who is listening, we're all you're all staying safe. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Anchor.fm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Not Another, Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Actually, TNAWP. Uh, like us on Facebook at the uh, Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Instagram, the Not Another Wrestling po- uh, Podcast. Just give us a follow. So for CJ Palmasano and John Cummings, we'll all see you next time.